Okay, let's get started with Parshas Ekev, Tavshin Ayin Hey, and we start off with the a thought. I think I've mentioned it in past years, but it's a story, a story that we'll see this year through the eyes of the Vakaras Shabbos Oneg, it's source number one, a story related to benching. The only bracha daraisa, according to all, that is mentioned in this week's parsha, v'yachalta v'savata uverachta, and there is a story quoted there <coughs> relating to a certain boy and a certain woman. There was a story, there was a certain young man that had to look into a, uh, find a very rare, very rare sefer that he was uh, searching for. So he had to go to the library, he went to the Sifriagdo Labi Yerushalayim, he went to the large library in Yerushalayim, since he knew he was going to be there for a while. There wasn't any uh, restaurants that he wanted to eat at in the area. I don't know where in Yerushalayim this was. Right, he wanted to eat, he brought lunch along. He brought a sandwich because he didn't want to be hungry. And he sat there for hours looking at the Sefer that he didn't have at home so he had to sit in the library and use the Sefer. And in the middle of the day that he was there, he got hungry. I guess it was a library you were allowed to eat in. And he went and he washed and he, and he ate a sandwich. He washed by him and he benched by Kavana Rabba Ubakal Harishi. And he benched. So far, so good. Kasher Siyem, line 8. Nikshay Lam Menehelata Sifriya Vishala. The head of the library went over to him and said, Amar Nali, could you please tell me something? Shamatiotcha Omer Bebercha Samazon, I heard you mentioning in benching. I overheard when you were benching. You said as follows, Shaloni Vosh, Valoni Kalem, Valoni Kashel. That's the Lashon that you said in the middle of benching. So we're not embarrassed in three different ways. My benching, said the Menahelet of the Sifriya, is Shaloni Vosh, Valoni Kalem. I don't have the last two words. She did not look as an orthodox observant woman. But she said, Bamakar, she was from a Shomer Shabbos family. And she knows, we all know the, the, the song of, of, of benching that we all know from our childhood. So she says, that wasn't part of the song. That wasn't my nusach. The young man said, yes, you're right. That's true. That's what most people say. They don't have the extra two words. Ulam yesh nusach acher kamoshi berachti ani. But I said my nusach. There were different nuschos of of benching. Va'aviv tiachla, and he even promised her she yeshalim latzilum mitoch sidur bomofia nusach zeh. I'll send you. I'll take your address. I'll send you a copy of my benching with the nusach that I have. Lamachras hayom the next day the avrech lucht. In and tried to find it. He looked and looked. He couldn't find it. He always said it, but he never looked inside the sitter when he said it. He found an old Haggadah with benching in it, as every Haggadah has benching in it, and he found that's the Nusuch. Quickly, he made a copy of the page, and he circled it in red, and he circled the two words, Valoni Kashel. We shouldn't stumble. We shouldn't make a mistake. He circled it in red, and sent it off to the Menahelet of the Sifriya. Fine. End of story. Not yet. P. 
P.S. Line twenty-one. This guy forgot about it, right? He was he was didn't make a roshim on him. He didn't uh, think it was anything so significant about uh, that event, so he forgot about it. About a year later, Yom Echad He gets a wedding invitation. It's a wedding invitation, right? He looks at the show, names of the families, does not have any idea. Sometimes that happens to us, like, who are these people who invited me to their wedding? Look at the name of the chassan and the kala and the, you ask your wife, and you, who are these people? He has no idea. He, he doesn't know, his wife doesn't know. Look, I was invited to a wedding, must not have been far. I'll go to the wedding, I'll see who it is. It had my name on the invitation. So, he goes in his b'shtatev. When he went to the wedding hall, he saw he knows nobody. Nobody there, no family, no friends, neighborhood, nothing. And he can't figure this out. And he even sees that there are many people that are not Shomer Torah Mitzvahs at the, at the wedding. So, all of a sudden, somebody comes over to him and says, the Kala wants to see you. Kala wants to see me. I don't even know. I don't know any of the friends of the Kala, let alone the Kala. Who's the Kala? So he goes to the Kala, and the Kala says, "Do you recognize me?" Line twenty-nine. Lo, I, I have no idea. I have no idea who you are. Ani she says. I'm that woman. Yodea, you don't know, but you have a major part in this marriage. Let me explain. I was about to get married when I had that incident with you about a year ago to somebody who was not Jewish. On the day that I was really officially deciding, I got your letter in the mail. Circled in red, we shouldn't stumble, we shouldn't make a mistake. I took that as a simim and hashamayim. I better, I better not do this. It's like a lightning rod hit me. I decided to start my life again, to change direction, and here I am marrying a Shomer Torah Mitzvos, and it's all because of your Veloni Kashel. Now, everything we do has effects, whether it's in Shemayim or somewhere down here. We don't always realize, you know, where our, our hand is playing out and where our Kaddish Baruch Hu is using us. In, in, uh, as a tool for others, but we have to realize everything we do has, every little mitzvah that we do especially, every little mitzvah that we do, helping her out, showing her the proper nusuch, has tremendous effects, and here's a case where he even realized and was able to see the effects of his actions. Okay, so now let's get into, after the start with the story, let's get into the uh, parsha itself, and let's get to some of the psukim involved. So let's go to parache, paraches pasik dalit. Chesdalet. Parsha starts off in Paraches, Kol HaMitzvah. We've spoken about the word Akev at length in past years. We won't do that right now. But we'll focus on, if you remember, uh, this Parsha continues Moshe Rabbeinu's review of Jewish history. And Moshe Rabbeinu says in Paraches Pasuk Beis, You remember, it's been 40 years, 40 years since you've been in the Midbar. You are hungry. I gave you the mun. That's another reason we dive in for Mashiach. We want to see what the mun looked like. There's a bottle of mun buried with the Aron. We want to see what the man looks like. So Mashiach comes, we'll see it. Lomano diachan, I gave you man, so you realize that it's all up to me. Pasig dalid. Simlascha, 
lo valsa me'alecha. Another one of the nisim that we're aware of is that their clothing grew with them. Simlascha lo valsa me'alecha. Your clothing did not get worn out from upon you. Viragalcha lo and your feet didn't get swollen. Imagine walking in, in the desert for 40 years. No, all the feet were fine. No blisters. Zer ba'im shana. Simlascha lo valsa me'alecha. What does Rashi say? Simlascha lo valsa me'alecha. Anane hakavod, ha yushafin biksusam umagahat simosam. There. What about what about laundry? They didn't have. They didn't have too many uh, um, changes of clothing. The anane hakavod magically. They were surrounded by the anane hakavod, the clouds of glory that cleaned them, on them, cleaned them, ironed them, everything. They spilled some mud on them. They think they were drinking. They thought they thought about grape juice. And they had drank them on and they spilled it all over. Don't worry. And the Akavid would come and be Mishapshef and clean it. Umagahatsim Osam came in Kalimaguhatsim. The Afktaneim, even the little kids. Kemoshahayu Gedalim Hayagado Lavushani Mahen. It grew with them. Kilavush Hazeshal Chomet Shagadalimo. What does Rashi say? Like the skin of a lizard. The skin of a lizard stretches as the lizard gets bigger, so too our clothing. The children, as they grew in those 40 years, you know, the adults, okay, maybe they're not growing too much, but at least it was cleaned. But the children, the clothing grew with them. That is Rashi. If you look in the Gur Aryeh, the Maharal on Rashi, source number two, says the Maharal, first he explains Rashi, then he'll ask the Kasha. Ananea, Kavid, What's the language of the Pasik? Your clothing, Lovalsa, didn't get worn out from upon you. It sounds like they didn't even have to remove it from upon you. So says the Gurayi, that's what Rashi is bothered by. That's what Rashi says. They didn't even have to take them off. Just say it didn't get worn out. Maybe they took it off. And every night, you know, they, I don't know, they have pajamas. No, it sounds like they, they didn't take it off. Then he says, Why didn't they uh, just wash them? It must be that, you know, the, the Anayakov did the washing for them. Let's go to the next paragraph. Why did they need this nace? Why did B'nai Yisrael need this nace of the clothing getting washed as it was on them, the clothing gro- 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 growing with them? No, the nace of the man they needed. After all, Hashem took out two million people to the desert. You know, what is he going to do? He has to feed them. So he has to do some kind of miracle. There's no food around here. The Be'er of Miriam, he has to do. We've quoted in the past the thought of the Mabit and other Mepharshim who explain that we know there were three great Nisim in the, in the desert. The Ananea Kavid and the uh, Mun and the Be'er. We only have a holiday for one of them. We don't have a holiday for the Mun. We don't have a holiday for the Be'er. Only the Ananea Kavid. Sukkus. Why? Why is there no holiday for the Mun? Okay, Lechem Mishnah. But we don't have a holiday for the Mun. Only for the Ananea Kavid. Explains the Mabits because the first two, HaKadosh Baruch Hu kind of had to do for us. It was miraculous. But if you take two million people out of a civilization, you put them in the desert, you have to feed them. Bread and water. So it was miraculous, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu kind of had to do it. But, Anane HaKavid, Hashem didn't have to do that. 
that shows his love for us, and that's why the Ma'abit writes that in Beis Elokim, that's why we have a holiday celebrating that nace, because that's a nace that HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't really have to do for us. That we've mentioned in the past. But now back to the Gur Aryeh. Ask the Maharal, why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu have to do this specific nace? About the clothing. Shahari hayu yucholim la'asos begadim. Hashem never does a miracle for nothing. Every little miracle has a purpose. We've also discussed in the past, Rav Chaim Shmulevitz has a ma'amar in his Sichos Musr, that sometimes we find Nisan that also seems somewhat unneeded. If you remember the, the, uh, in the story of David and Goliath, when David hit Goliath in the forehead and the rock hit him in the, right in the spot where the helmet wasn't covered, what does the, the Navi say? Goliath fell forwards. Usually, when you get hit in the forehead, you fall backwards. And yet it says he fell forward. What does Chazal say? He didn't want, Hashem didn't want to have to have David schlep around to the other side of his huge giant to go cut off his head. So he fell forward, he'd be right, he'd be right, right next to him. Unbelievable, what do you need that nace for? Because Hashem didn't want to be Matriach, he David HaMelech. Every little nace has a purpose. So here, ask the Maharal, what was the purpose? So why is it? Why did we need that nace? Right? They could have made Begadim. Why did Hashem do this? The year S says the Maharal on line 15. It appears to me as follows. Hashem gave them all of their sustenance. Everything, our entire existence in those 40 years was from Hashem. We existed because of Him. Just like He gave us food. There was no human input in our food. It was all heavenly. There was no human input in our water. Hashem also wanted our clothing. He wanted everything about us. Well, what did we need at the time? Food, drink, and, and physical protection. Clothing. Hashem wanted all of that to be from Him so that at the beginning of this relationship, the first 40 years that we have with Him, we will recognize that ultimately really everything is from Hashem. Even though Bizman right? we think it's us. We think we buy it from the tailor, we buy it from the store. and We think it's from us. We think we have a hand in it. But ultimately everything is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So Hashem had to start out in an extreme at that point. And he wanted us to realize that. I says the Maharal. So you're telling me that's why the clothing grew? But didn't they take this clothing themselves out of the Midbar? Out of Mitzrayim? This isn't like the Mon. It's not totally from Hashem. It was our clothing and then it grew. Says the Maharal, no. That's why there's another Medrash. There's another Medrash. Says the uh, Maharal, let's continue. Ach Kasha, line 27. We put these clothing on before we left. So originally it was from us. Right, and then it became bigger. Right, the Chomet, the lizard, has the skin and it grows. So how is that exactly like us? So he says, that's the other Medrash. The Medrash he quotes on line 35, 36. This was special clothing. When we went out of Mitzrayim, the Malachi Ashares gave us special clothing to wear. 
Why did why do we need that? So the Maral said this is exactly the point. Hashem wanted our entire existence at the beginning of our relationship with Hashem to be from him. Be from him, and he quotes that, um, and therefore he says on line 46, Nira Lafizeh, Shakal Hayu, everything was the Ofan Amabushim, everything was from Akadish Hu, so that we realize at the beginning of it all, it's all from Hashem. So that hopefully we remember throughout our history that even though it looks like we have a say in the matter, it's all from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, even today. Okay. Moving right along, let's go to the next Pasuk. Again, Moshe Rabbeinu says, Remember, I took you for 40 years, and you were hungry, and I gave you the mun, and simlascha levasam yalecha, v'yadata in levavecha. And now we have Pasuk K, which is a challenging Pasuk for anyone going through a difficult time to hear, but it's what it says in the Torah. We have to know, v'yadata in levavecha. Interestingly, usually yedia is usually focused on the brain. In the days of old, in Talmudic times also, there was some type of deya chovos halavavos, duties of the heart, deya of the heart. Says the Pasuk in Pasuk, hey, you shall know, ki ka'asher yiyaser ish es beno, Hashem alokecha miyasreka. Like a father gives yisurin and puts his child through a difficult time because he knows what's good for the child. Sometimes a parent has to give, bring the child to a doc, the doctor for shots. Child hates shots. <coughs> it hurts the child. Sometimes there's surgery that the child has to go through. But the parent knows that this is what's best for the child. Just like, says Moshe Rabbeinu, like a father is miyaser, his son, so too, says Moshe Rabbeinu, Hashem elokecha miyasreka. Hashem has to do it for to uh, to you too. Miyasreka, yisurin. Say the Mepharshim. We have to realize, and again, it's very hard, as Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't really understand Yisurin, but there's Emunah involved. There's no logic involved that we could try to figure out when Rahman al-Islam, there is a difficulty or a tragedy or a sickness that comes into one's existence, but we have Emunah that HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows in the long run this is something that is that is important for us. And there's a story that is told in Pnini Torah that helps put this into perspective. It gives a mashal. Story is told, Musa b'maysa b'tamar chachamecha. There was a tamar chacham that was going through terrible yisurin. Terrible yisurin, kashun umarin, physical yisurin, poverty, sickness. And he was going through very, very, very difficult time. He heard that the Chida was passing through. The Chida was one of the most prolific writers that we have ever had in our history. Rav Chaim Yosef David Azulai, the author of the Birke Yosef, that's his most famous sefer, but he wrote a ton of Svarim. I think there were, it's 71 Svarim. They say he wrote all together. Says the Chida was a traveling sefer seller. You ready? Sold Svarim. And when he heard that the Chida was going to be in town, he said, I'm going to go talk to the Chida. I'm going to talk to the Chida. So he went to talk to the Chida, and he starts talking to him. What, what, what is, what does the Kaddish Baruch Hu want from me? And he says, you know, I daven, Hashem is meser kol kol v'machala. And if he does that, you know, everything will be good. Okay. V'hinei line 10. Shehigiyah maran chida l'asham nizbakesh l'ashmiya shir ba'alacha b'beis ha'medrash. And he, the Chida gives the shir, and after the shir, he 
he uh, he uh, he comes and he discusses it. Uh, if he couldn't stop him in the middle of the shear, so what happens? And what happens in the middle of the shear? Middle of the shear, he has a dream. Maybe the chida was giving him powers at that time. And he has a dream that it was his time. It was his time to stand in front of the Bezdin Shomawa. And many Svarim give this marshal. I'm just reading it here from the Chida. He sees the divine scale in Shamayim. And he sees that the Avonos are weighing down. But all of a sudden, another Malach comes in. As the Perkyavos explains, we have a proklid echad for every mitzvah that we do, and the mitzvahs keep coming, and the mitzvahs start coming. And then uh, it's 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 equal. What's going on? And and then the chatamer weighing down, but all of a sudden another malach comes in. All the yisurin that a person went through, all of the difficulties, the little difficulties, and the major difficulties, and he brings those in, and mitzarev that to the side of the scale of Zechuyos, and that is what puts a person over the edge. But in this circumstances, he sees, he sees that his Yisurin are cutting it close and cutting it close and a little bit more, but a little bit more, and he doesn't make it, and he starts crying, and he wakes up from his dream. And they're saying Kaddish at the end of the Shir of the Chida. B'siyam HaKaddish. The chidah comes over to this person. And says, I, th- I heard that you want to talk to me about something. Did he know the chidah sent him a message or he didn't know? He answers the chidah, no. Just daven for me that I have a good place in Olam Haba. That's it. But Yisurin is something that Kodesh Baruch Hu knows. He is... The one that's Matzik the Din, we are Matzik the Din, he is the Tzadik Vyashar, but we have to realize everything is going to serve us well in Shamayim, La'achar, Me'avasri. Okay, moving right along. A thought that we could take with us every time we bench. Getting back to benching. Vyachalta Visavata Virachta. Fascinating Ka'ara, may the Hegyoni Halachar, Be'mersky quotes it from the Izbrisar. The Izbrisar asks, Let's think about the three brachas of benching, or specifically the first two. We know the first bracha of benching, that's the first one that semi-relates to food. The rest of the benching does not relate to food, and uh, maybe we'll touch on that uh, a little bit later as well. But ask the Ishbitzer in the base Yaakov, why is the first bracha of benching said in third person? We don't talk directly to Hashem. We say Hashem does this. Hazon es ha'olam kulo b'tuvo b'chein b'chesed v'rachamim. Hashem feeds. Who knows in lechem l'chol basar? He, who he gives everything. B'avur shmoa gadol ki kulo zon v'fani s'akol. Everything's in third person. Let's switch to the second bracha. No de l'cha. Hashem alokei nashen chad l'avosino eretz chen v'ashoti sanam eretz b'srayim ufti sanu. Ever think about that? We've benched a million times in our life. Why is the first bracha in third person? We don't talk directly to Hashem. While the second bracha, we're talking straight to Hashem. We've got the Pasuk. What changed? And if you want to say, 
you know, uh, sometimes something, something switch. Like in a bracha, in every bracha, we, it switches. Baruch Ata Hashem, Rastar Yu Hashem, Elokeinu Melech Olam. Our God, Melech Olam, and then, right, Hamotzi Lechem, and then we're, we're not talking to him anymore. So, what happened in benching? Why is the first bracha in third person, and the second bracha in first person? Says the Ishbitzer, who wrote these brachas? Who wrote the brachas? Moshe Rabbeinu, Chazal tell us in Mesechah's brachas, wrote the first bracha, right, Hazanas Olam, Abet Betuvo, who wrote the second bracha? Yeshua ben Nun. He was the one that could write about Eretz Yisrael, because he went into Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Chem Tover Chava, Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't write that bracha. And the Gemara says that there are four institutions that you have to mention in Benching, or else you're not Yotze. You have to mention Eretz Yisrael, you have to mention Brismilo, you have to mention Malchus Beis David, you have to mention Bidin Yerushalayim, for various reasons. But you have to mention Eretz Yisrael. How can Moshe Rabbeinu write about Eretz Yisrael? He didn't. Yeshua Benun wrote about Eretz Yisrael. That's the second bracha. In Eretz Yisrael, where we are directly in Hashem's palace, where we are close to Him, direct hashkacha, we could talk to Hashem in first person. And then we talk. Moshe Rabbeinu even wasn't on that level to be able to talk to Kodesh Baruch Hu directly, and that's why he wrote his bracha in third person. Unbelievable. Let's read it. Says the Beis Yaakov, quoted here in the Hegyoni Halacha. Who shall source for? Lama nishtanta bracha rishona shebebirchas hamazon mi bracha shnia shebracha rishona nitzkana b'lashen nistar. Right, what we call third person. Ve'ilu abracha shnia nitzkana b'lashen medaber ba'ado no delacha al shein chalta ubier lefi birchas hazan tikein Moshe. Moshe Rabbeinu birchas hazan b'shash yaralehen amon. When the man fell, the ilu bracha shnia, no delacha Yoshua tikin lahem, bishashin ichnusula aretz, when he went into Eretz Yisrael. And what's the chilik says the Zohar? He quotes the Pasik. He got the ayom da shem alakachigi vasiyala aretz, quoting the Pasik from later on in Kisavo. And Pierre Yitzchak, Kaladar be Eretz Yisrael, dome kemisha inlo eloka. Right, as we said, as the Gemara says at the end of Ksubis, there's a direct hashkacha relationship between Eretz Yisrael a Jew in Eretz Yisrael and Hakadosh Baruch Hu. V'chaladar be'Eretz Yisrael domek mishe yesh lo eloka u'lefisha zera kadosh la Eretz Hakodesh ole zochaliros penei ashchina. Turning the page, we have the direct connection in Eretz Yisrael, and therefore we could talk directly to Hashem. V'kivan shemoshe lo zochalalos la Eretz Yisrael lefichach lo amar elokenu el amar elokecha. As he says to bnei Yisrael, he quotes that from the Zohar, and then the Beis Yaakov uses that. To explain how is it that the language, the language switches. The next time we bench, let's focus on the first line of the second bracha and realize the godless of the zchus of being in Eretz Yisrael and the fact that the language, the language changes. Parenthetically, I think we mentioned in past years, there's even some achronim, the Eretz Chemda writes in his Sefer that in his opinion, Birchas Hamazon is the makar for the mitzvah of Yishev Eretz Yisrael. Right, the mystery of the Rambam, that he does not quote it as one of the 613, and many Mepharshim assume he does hold it is a mitzvah, but the question is, where is it on the count? Says the Eretz Chemda, it's part of the mitzvah of Berchaz You're not Yotze unless you mention Eretz Yisrael. So you have to thank Hashem Eretz Yisrael and not live there and not, and not want to be there. So says the Eretz Chemda, that's included in this. So it's a lot to think about as we say no delicha the next time we bench. Moving right along, though, once we're talking about benching, Berchaz Hamazon, let's talk a little more about it, based on the, the Gemara. 
The Gemara tells us, as we know, there is one other bracha that might be Daraisa. The Gemara, it sounds like it's Daraisa, but it's not so clear. The Ramban says it explicitly, and that is Birchas Torah. Every man and every woman are obligated to say Birchas Torah every morning. Shulchan Aruch says, Beferish, Nashim of Archas Birchas Torah, every man and every woman. Without getting into the type of bracha it is right now, the question that is asked by Rav Mordechai Eliyahu in the Divrei Mordechai, source number six, why is it that we have a bracha daraisa to say after we eat food, while the bracha, maybe daraisa, on Torah is before we learn Torah? We have to make a bracha before we learn Torah and after we eat food. Yes, there's a mitzvah derabanan to say brachas before we eat too. Right, birchas hanen and mitzvah. We hold the brachas of the rabbanan, but on a daraisa level, nothing. So why is that? Torah before, food afterwards. Right, what's the difference between these two ideas? Says the Divrei Mordechai, Yadua, source number six, ki birchas Torah by boker yeshovim shuban Torah. Birchas Torah in the morning is daraisa. Birchas Amazon Acharocha for sure is Daraisa. And he asked, Lama Birchas Amazon Mea Torah, Zerach La Achar Shacha Vesava, only after I'm satiated. And Birchas Torah, Hukfar Mechuyev Olafnei Shalamad, why is that? Venir La Hasbir. Says Rav Mordechai Elio, Kia Torah, Tikna Lavarecha Lamazon Dafka, Kshadam Saveya. Basically paraphrasing Rashi in our Parsha, who quotes Chazal. When we feel like we have everything, that's when there's danger in our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. If I'm missing something, of course I'm going to turn to God. If somebody, if I, if I need money, if I need something, of course I'm going to have Kavon and Shemon that day. If I'm not feeling well, if I want to do well on a test, whatever it is, I want, I, want to, I want to get a job. I want everything to go well in a certain experience I'm about to have. I'm going to have Kavon because I need something. When we don't feel like we need any, and we always need things. When we don't feel like we need something, when we feel satiated, in our lives, or literally satiated, it's much harder to connect to God. In the language of Chazal, Ein Adamori Ba'kadosh Baruch Hu, Elamitoch Sevia. Rebellion against God is only out of a feeling of satiation, feeling of having everything. Says the Divrei Mordechai, that's the message of benching. Benching is after Sevia. After we eat, it's physical eating, but the message is also, whenever we get anything, if we eat, if we consume, if Hashem gives us something, and we're satiated with that, we got to make sure to make a bracha afterwards. we got to make sure that it's recognized that it's coming from Hashem. We shouldn't think that it's all from me, because that's when there's the danger. I shouldn't focus and think it's me. That's why there's a mitzvah daraisa to bench after you eat. By learning. What do you mean? After I learn. I just learned the Torah Hashem. No, we need it before I learn. Before we learn, you know, we might have the attitude of the I know it already. What do I have to learn for? I know what I need to know. I'm good. I'm fine. I'm where I want to be. Ulam legabi lima Torah. How many times do we have that ad? I know it. And then I'm learning. I'm like, wow. I never knew that. That's something new. I go to the shir. I'm like, oh, the rabbi's spoken about this before. I know it all. And then he says something new. Says the Rav Mordechai Leo, 
That's why we have to make a bracha before we learn. To make sure we get into the state of realizing that we need to learn. On the first page of the Ali Shur, Revolbi writes, we have to, even if we love learning, we have to get to that stage, but realize deep down the reason we learn is because we need to learn. And that translates, hopefully, into a love of learning. But the basis is we need to. So says Rav, Rav, uh, Somebody might have that attitude. Make a bracha before you start. And then when you learn, you'll realize that you're still hungry. You'll never be able to make a bracha after you learn. Because there's never satiation when it comes to learning. Right? When we learn, hopefully, we'll want to learn more. As the Pasuk says in Kohelas, Ohev Kesav Lo Yispa Kesav. And Rabbeinu Yonah says in Pirkei Avos, Ohev Learning Lo Yispa Learning. And the more you learn, the more we should have a desire to learn. Whatever we love, we can never get enough of. And therefore, you don't make a bracha after you learn. Right? You make a bracha before. You make a bracha only after one, after one eats. Once we're on the topic, though, of Birchas HaTorah, there is a very creative pshat of the Lavush. The Lavush... Simon Memzayin, Lavush Malchus, or Mordechai Yafi, lived right after the uh, early Nosei Kli, one of the Nosei Kalim on, uh, on, uh, related to Shulchan Aruch. He wrote his own Sefer. But the Lavush says another answer, why we don't make a bracha after learning. We don't make a bracha after learning. He throws in a second question, though. Why do we have two brachas on Berchaz Torah? We have two. We have L'Asuk B'Devei Torah, or some Sephardim say Al-Devei Torah, and Asher Bachar Banu. Why two brachas? Most mitzvahs have one bracha. Okay, a couple of them have two. Tillin, two brachas. Not because there's two tefillins. Right? If somebody only has a shell rosh, Ashkenazim, you make two brachas on the shell rosh. Right? It's not because it's one per. Right? So a couple of, but at the exception, the rule usually is one bracha per mitzvah. And sometimes no bracha per mitzvah. But any mitzvah that gets a bracha, you make one. All of a sudden, in the berachas we have two brachas. Why? Says the lavush. Because when does the chiv of learning stop? Ramon Echeliyahu says, because you never get satiated, so you're never going to finish. Different formulation in the Lavush. So when are you going to make the bracha after you finish learning? When do you ever finish learning? What, you close up your chavrusa, and now you go home, okay, I don't have to. But before you go to sleep, you don't have to learn. As you're falling asleep, so then you're allowed to? The chiv of learning continues. So until you fall asleep, you can't make the bracha after learning, because you still have a chiv to learn at that time. So when do you make the bracha? You can't. There's no time to make the bracha because then you're already sleeping when the chiv evaporates. You know when you make the bracha? Says the lavush, the following day. The first bracha we say, says the lavush, is really the bracha shela achareha for the previous day's learning. Asher bachar banu is the bracha lefaneha on that day's learning. Unbelievable. Says the Lavush, the nearly where it's underlined. We make two. For the learning that we did yesterday. You couldn't make it beforehand. You fell asleep. Sleeping is a hefsik, and you can make a bracha lacharel. Don't tell me that, oh, when you decide to go to sleep, then you make that bracha. Right until you fall asleep, there's a chiv to, to be thinking about Torah thoughts. Until you fall asleep, so you can't, you can never make the bracha. 
So it's the next day. That's why we have two brachas. He answered both questions with the one answer. That's why you have two. And that's why there's no bracha afterwards, because really the first one each day is the bracha shela acharech. Okay. Moving right along. One final thought related to birchas hamazo. Again, three or four thoughts related is the only bracha daraisa, so we're spending some time on it this year. One final thought. We know the Gemara tells us in Masechah's brachos on Davchaf, you have it on the third line in source number eight. The Gemara tells us in Masechah's brachos that we know that we only have to bench if we're satiated. V'yachalta v'savata uveirachta. We're machmir on ourselves. We bench even if we're not satiated. Says the Gemara. This was a question that bothered the angels. Says the Gemara, Dara Shabavira, Zimna Malamash Bedirabi Ami, Vizimna Lamashadirav Asi. He said the following statement. Amru Malachesharis Lafnechadishbarahu. The angels asked Hashem. Once in a while, it's not so often, a couple of times in Shas, the angels asked Hashem something. In Rosh Hashanah, the angels asked Hashem, why you don't say hal on Rosh Hashanah? Here's another one. The angels asked Hashem. Rebana Shalola. Ksiv Bitaratcha. It says in your Torah, Asheloyi Safanim Voloyikarshochad. It says that you don't show favoritism. You don't take bribes. No favoritism, God. You are ultimately just. You show favoritism to the Jews. Not fair. Hashem shows favor to you. How are you allowed to do that, say the, say the angels? says Hashem, I'm not going to give them, show them a special face. Because I wrote for them in the Torah. You shall eat and be satiated and then bench. And they are so medactic, they're machmir on themselves. They bench even on a kezayis, even on a kebetza, the size of an egg. So they go out of their way for me, so I'm going to go out of the way for them. That's the Gemara. Question. Why is that... The Chumrah that Hashem answers the angels. Out of all of the extra behaviors that we do, we have a lot of behaviors. Hashem could have mentioned any of the mitzvahs to Rabbanon. You know, I didn't tell them to uh, shake a lulav all seven days, and they decided to take a lulav all seven days. I never told them to light a Chanukiah, to, to read the Megillah, do the Tilas Yadayim. So many mitzvahs to Rabbanon. But Hashem picks this one. Hashem says, oh, they bench Ad Kezayis, Ad Kebetza. Question. The other question that's asked on the on the Gemara is, what does the Gemara mean? They bench even on a Kezayis, even on a Kebetza. Just say the smaller one. Kezayis is smaller. Just say, they bench even on an olive size. Okay, if they bench on an olive size, they're for sure benching on the egg size. That's even bigger. So why Dafka is this example used? And what's the lotion of Ad Kezayis, Ad Kebetza? Says the Vilnagon. Maybe the Gemara is alluding to a certain case and giving us a very important message about our lives. It's the Grand Mishle in Perach Abbeis, Pasuk Tes. On the Pasuk, if you look on, on line 30, he quotes the Pasuk that the Grand is talking about. Tov Ay, this is from uh, Rabbi Simon Sefer, the Emre Baruch, he quotes this Grand, because then he's going to add on to it. Uh, so I just gave you the Grand from here. Tov Ayin Hu Yivorach, somebody who has a positive eye, who yivorach, he shall be blessed. Kinasan melachmo ladal, because he gave from his bread to the poor. 
What is that referring to? Says the Gra. Imagine, says the Gra, if you have a lot of bread. That's what this is talking about. You have a lot of bread and you could eat and bench me to Orisa. You could bench me to Orisa. You could be satiated and bench me to Orisa. Or there are other people around you. You could share your bread. You will get less for yourself. And you won't be fulfilling a mitzvah daraisa. But you'll be able to share with them, give them all a kezayis. Right? You won't have a kabetza anymore. Giving them all a kezayis, and then you'll be able to bench together, even though you are not satiated. Says the Grah, that's what the Pasuk's talking about. Tov ayin. You have a positive eye. You share who Yivarachi is blessed. Ki nasa melach because he gave it away. Says the Grah, back on the earlier lines where it's underlined. You'll try to give ten people a kezayis. You won't, you won't be satiated. But you'll be able to bench with a mezumin. You'll be able to bench with Shem Hashem if you have ten people. Yes, don't eat yourself. Share it. Be mahader. Even if you're not going to have, even if it's three people. Because that's what a Kaddish Baruch Hu wants from us. That's the Ad Kezayis, Ad Kebetz. Even if you're not going to end up ending a, getting a Kebetz anymore. It's going to be a Kezayis. And maybe that's the secret of the Gemara. It's not just about a certain Chumrah. Oh, they're Machmir. Explains Rabbi Simon, expanding on this Gra. Maybe the message is that it's someone who has the correct balance of Ben Adam Lamakom and Ben Adam Lachavero. You know, I, I, I want to do a Mitzvah Daraisa. So I'm going to eat the whole thing and bench me the rice. I'm going to be satiated. It's not what a Kaddish Baruch Hu wants. Okay, I want you to bench. But your Mitzvah Drabanan, along with sharing with others, that's, that's, that's even more valuable in my book, says a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Line 39. Vizos malas ishan iskar. That's the milo of this person. Shaya biyadon lechol kol asara. Zaysim laatzli. He could have eaten all ten olive sizes for himself. Vilio savea. Uvakayim bazem mitzvos viachalta v'savadir achta. Beinu lovein kono. Me and God. Together. I fulfill my mitzvah. Altada yoser tov. That would have been awesome. But he uses this chachma to realize that's not what a Kaddish Baruch Hu wants. I'll sacrifice my mitzvah daraisa in order to help somebody else out. Take away my Beitzah and give, only have a Kezayis and share it. That's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is saying. That I'm going to show them favoritism because they even go out of their way and sacrifice for their own Ruchnius, their own Ben Adam HaMakom, in order to bring up their friend with their Ben Adam That's the message. And then he quotes a beautiful thought that maybe we'll have to mention again when we get to Parshas Noach. He quotes the Klechemda. Source number nine. A Rashi that we know, but he gives a different answer to Rashi's question. We know at the beginning of Parsha's Noach. Noach has an amazing introduction. Noach ish tzadik tamim hayabadorotav. He was righteous and he was tamim. He was complete. Tzadik tamim. Rashi notes that later on, when Hashem is about to bring the Mabul, Hashem says to Noach, I'm saving you and your family because you have been a tzaddik bador hazeh. Ki isi tzaddik lefanai bador hazeh. And Rashi, of course, asks why in the beginning of the parsha does Hashem call Noah a tzaddik tamim while later on he only calls him a tzaddik. So Rashi quotes the, excuse me, the answer of Chazal that mixa shvacho befanav. In front of somebody, you shouldn't give them 
all the praise that they're worthy of. They'll go to their head. Beginning the parsha, Hashem's not talking to Noah. It's the narrator of the Torah. Ela told us Noah. Noah ish tzadik tamim ayibdarosav. Later on, he's talking to Noah. So he says, Noah, you're a tzadik. He doesn't say tzadik tamim. Doesn't want it to go to his head. That's Rashi. But the Klechemda quotes another pshat. Quotes from an earlier sefer who quotes from the Beis Yosef. Maybe there's another pshat. What's the difference between a tamim and a tzadik? What's the difference between two? What does tamim remind us of? Tamim tihiyem Hashem alokecha. What's a tzaddik and what's a tamim? Says the Klechem to the name of the base Yosef, line 12. He named Noach Chai Bedar HaMabol Bedar HaFlaga. Noach lived during the generation of the flood and the generation of the Tower of Babel, Bedar HaFlaga. What was the root chataim? What was the root chait of each of these generations? Dar HaMabol Haya Iker Chata Begezal Arayas. We know most of their focus of their sins were Ben Adam Lachavero. Stealing, stealing others' wives, stealing others' money. It's all been Adam Lachavero. So that, related to that, Omisha Nishra Me'elahu Bukhina Sadik. To stay out of that abyss, to stay away from those Chataim, that's right, be righteous. A Tzadik. Amnam Bedar HaFlaga, as we know, the Dar HaFlaga, what they want to do, they wanted to build a tower up to God and bang on the door and knock down the Shamayim. Ben Adam They were Apikarsim. They were non believers. To go against that trend, that's a tam. Tamim. Tamim tiyem Hashem al-kecha, be complete in your emunah with God. Tamim tihiyeh. So in the beginning of the Parsha, when it's saying generally what was Noach and who he was, it says he was both. He stood strong in the face of the Dar HaMabul and in the face of the Dar HaFlaga. Tzadik tamim. Later on, Hashem's talking to Noach about the marvels about to take place, so what's Shaykh at that time to say? You are a tzaddik, because that's what he's talking about, the Torah marvel. Tzaddik defines Noah uh, as he saved himself from the, from the Torah marvel. But putting it together, tzaddik tamim, it's this balance of the Ben Adam HaMakam and Ben Adam HaChavero. Like the example of the man with the bread, who gives away his bread in order to involve others, to give them kizesim. The balance of Ben Adam HaMakom and Ben Adam Lechavero, which we have to strive to have that perfect balance throughout our lives. Okay, two more thoughts for the for the evening. Perak Yud Let's talk about another mitzvah daraisa. Another mitzvah daraisa that is not always on our on our mind that we might not even realize it is a separate mitzvah, but it's counted as one of the six thirteen. Says the pasuk Yud Yutes. Va'ahavtem es hager. You must love the convert. Ki gerim heyisem be'eretz Mitzrayim. Because you were gerim in Mitzrayim. Love the ger. The Rambam, the Chinuch counts, source number 10. Mitzvah Reish Zayin, Mitzvah's Asay 207. There is a separate Mitzvah's Asay, Daraisa, one of the 248, to love converts. Don't we already have a mitzvah to love all Jews? We're talking about a convert, a ger tzedek. He's Jewish. He's included. Says the Rambam, this is an extra. By the ger, there's two mitzvahs that relate to him. And 
Avo ba'avur shenichnas birtora seinu hosif lo hakel ahava. Hashem added on extra love. Ve'yichid lo mitzvah nosefes. And added on an extra mitzvah. Kamosha asa basharbon also. Just like by ona'a. Cheating somebody. Or insulting someone. There's an isra of insulting anyone. There's an isra of insulting a ger. Same thing. Ve'ger lo sonem. Ona's ger. So to here, says the Rambam, skipping down two lines. Kain gam anu chayavin ba'ahavaso mishum v'yadorecha kamocha. Both of them. Zemavuar in Suffolk Bo. Says the Rambam, this is clear, there is no doubt about it. And I don't know anybody who wouldn't do this. Ron is very convinced that this is two separate mitzvahs. The Achronim, though, try to figure out the Lumdis. Is there any difference between these two mitzvahs? It's all about love. Okay, love. Love my friend. Love if he's a Jew, if he's a convert. So how do we differentiate? Love is love. Ahav is ava. So I love him as a fellow Jew. So what am I supposed to do more? Explains the mitzvah samelach, Rabbi Cement, in his Sefer. There's a difference between the two, and there's one word that clues us into a difference. V'yahavtem es hager. What's that S. What's the S teaching me? It doesn't say V'yahavta es reyacha kamocha. V'yahavta l'reyacha kamocha. The second passage says V'yahavtem es hager. Explains the mitzvahs hamelech. V'yahavta l'reyacha kamocha is a function of the love I have for me. I have to treat the fellow Jew like I would want myself to be treated. Like the Ramban says in Parshat Kedoshim, it's basically impossible to love your friend like yourself. It's a Dara Guzma. What it means is, whatever you would want done to you, you should want done to your friend. Whatever you would do with your property, you should do to your friend's property. As Hillel said, the negative in the Gemara and Shabbos. Don't do unto, he said the negative. Don't do unto your friend what you wouldn't want done to yourself. That's Vihaflarecha Kamocha. The function is, the focus is Kamocha, and that extends out. Avas Hager is something different. It's loving the Ger per se for who the Ger is. That's the S. The S creates that there's an object in the Pasuk. And the focus of the love is on that object. Look in the last paragraph. little uh, blurry. I'll try to read it. Chalak mitzvahs avas hager mi mitzvahs avas l'reacha. Hanomer l'chal Yisrael. Why? Taharik sivi hafta es hager. Vim ken gedr ha mitzvah hi sh'oiv hager atzmo. U ke mitzvahs ahavas Hashem. Yahavta Es Hashem Elokecha. V'yahavtem Es Hager. That's nothing to do with Kamocha. The Gam Shom no Marahavta Hashem Elokecha asher lochein ha-mitzvah hi ava atzmos shol ha-kadosh baruch hu. V'lochein gam b'ger ha-mitzvah le-hovas hager atzmo. That's the difference. Right, a person might say, well, I wouldn't care, so I don't have to do that for my friend. But for a ger, it's an independent mitzvah. Nothing to do with myself. V'yahavtem Es Hager as different from Azorecha Kamocha, the added element of Ava for a for a gear that we must have. Okay. Next Pasik, one more thought for the evening. Continuing to focus on the word S. What does the Pasik say? Es Hashem Elokecha Tira. Fear Hashem your God. A famous Gemara that we've spoken about in past years. Let's review with the Gemara that appears three or four places in Shas. Psachim Chavbez, that's where it's quoted in Source 13. Shimon Ha'am Sunni, 
or other Gemaras, it's Nechem Yaham Sunni. He darshaned every S in the Torah. Every time it said the word S in the Torah, he learned something from that word S. Bereshit Zbar Elohim, S, Hashemayim, oh, that S teaches me this. The S, Aretz, this he went through every S in the Torah until he got to our Pasuk. S, Hashem Elokech Atira. Says the Chem Yaham Sunni, Shimon Am Sunni, what am I supposed to darshan to add on to Hashem? What am I supposed to darshan for that? I must be wrong in darshaning S's. And he threw away. I threw away. He stopped darshaning S's. His Talmidim said to him, Rebbe, what's going to be with all the S's that you darshaned? So what? This S doesn't work. So what? Says Rechemiam Suni, Kishem Shekibalti Schara La Trisha, Kacha Kabal Schara La Prisha. Just like I got schar for all the learning I did, I'll get schar for throwing it away because I think it must not be MS. I must be wrong because there's nothing to include. It's Hashem Elokech HaTira. Ends the Gemara until his Talmud, Rabbi Akiva, came along and said, Ah, oh, I know what to darshan. Es Hashem Elokech HaTira, L'Ravos Not only should we be in awe of Hashem, as an extension of that, we should be in awe of those who are close to him, and those are the Tamidah Chachamim. And the Kasha that everyone asks is, why couldn't Nehemiah or Shimon Amsudi figure this one out? He figured out every other S in the Torah. Why was this one so hard? Rabbi Akiva was able to figure it out. Why couldn't he figure it out? So here in the Minchas Michal, there are two answers quoted. We've quoted other answers in the past, but he quotes two. First from the Paradis Yosef. There's another Pasuk in Mishlei. Honor Hashem from your wealth. Give a lot of tzedakah. Suggest the parties Yosef. Shimon or Nechemi Hamsun, he wasn't such a rich guy. He was nervous. Nobody would have thought this about him. But he was nervous that if he darshins this S to include Tamil Chachamim, maybe people would think that he wants them to darshan the other S in Mishle like that too. You know, give money to Hashem, give money to Tamidah Chachamim. So he didn't want anybody to think that he had ulterior motives in darshaning this S, so he left it alone. He was ready to give it all up, so people don't think the Chil Hashem that might be caused. I, Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva was very rich. As we know, after his father-in-law, Kalba Savua, realized who he was, he gave him all of his possessions, he didn't need the money. Nobody was going to think that Rabbi Akiva was saying this S in order that we darshan the word S in Mishlei. So that's why Rabbi Akiva was able to to uh, to darshan it, even though the Rebbe was not. One idea. And then he quotes the second idea from Rabbi Shapiro. He quotes, why did Rabbi Akiva do it? Fascinating. Rabbi Akiva, if you remember, well, let's go back one step. The Rambam writes in Ochoz Deos, his famous Shvil Hazav, the golden mean, was supposed to live a balanced life in all areas, especially our spiritual life. We're not supposed to be too much this way, too much that way. It's supposed to be balanced in the middle. Sometimes if we go to one side, we have to go swing the pendulum the other way in order to get back our equilibrium in the middle. That's why the Ramam says, Nazirus, being a Nazir, is not an ideal. If somebody is extremely involved in wine, whatever, in Taivas, so maybe he'll want to be a Nazir to get back to the middle. But that's what life's about, keeping in the middle. Suggests the Minchas Michal, in the name of Rameer Malablin. Rabbi Akiva, as we know, started off in one extreme. In Avast Rabbi Nasan, he didn't know Aleph Bays when he was 40. But he's even worse than that. The Gemara tells us, elsewhere, 
He hated rabbis. He said, if I got a rabbi, I'd bite them like a donkey. He hated them. Suggests the Mayor Shapiro, so maybe that's why Rabbi Akiva went to the opposite extreme when he came to his senses, when he realized it, in terms of giving covet to Tamid HaChachamin and being in awe of them. Because he had a balance after what he started out with to go to the other extreme. And that's why Dafka Rabbi Akiva was able to figure out S. Lerabos Tamid HaChachamin. Nechemi Hamsuni would never have thought of it to put myself close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But Rabbi Akiva needed to get it back and that's needed to get his equilibrium back. So he went from one extreme to the Am Ha'aret state and hating Tamidich HaChamim to putting them in such a category as close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The other answer that we mentioned in the past is that maybe Rabbi Kiba was able to do it because he had a Rebbe like Nechem Yaham Sunni. He was able to see somebody who was so mishubit to the MS. He was able to, he was ready to throw away his life's work because he thought it was wrong, intellectually honest in Torah. Rabbi Kiva says, L'rabos he was able to see that. So three answers altogether that we have relating to the word S on this Parsha. Okay, we'll stop here. Parsha's Akev, and Hashem, we'll continue next week. Next week will be the last year uh, here from uh, from Camp Kaley for the uh, for the summer. Then there'll be a week off, and then we'll be back from Beit Shemesh, Hashem, the following the following week. Hashem, next week we'll be uh, right back here. Okay, we'll stop.